the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. Well, um... You know, to my parents' generation, you know, that's the equivalent of our, my generation's uh, September 11th. This is Arthur Idala on the Idala Power Hour. <clears throat> With a little bit of a raspy voice, please forgive me. But, I mean, that, that day changed the world uh, on, on so many levels. Besides um, the, I think it was like, it's less people died at Pearl Harbor than died on 9-11. If you look at, you know, what the four planes on 9-11. I believe in total it was 2,400 uh, that were killed between military and civilians. Um, but it, it started the war, the, our entrance into the war, America's entrance into the war. So if you add up how many people died thereafter, uh, it's, you know, exponentially larger. Um you know, I've read about it and I've seen movies. I've never been there. Um, I would like to go there. <clears throat> People I know who have gone to Hawaii, like Danita, who just went, you know, they talked about it, how beautiful it was. And I don't know if she went. I don't think she did. But I, mean, I, would, I would definitely go the way I went to Normandy when I went to France last summer. Um, but um, when you hear FDR and you hear that speech, you know, it's... It, for me, anyway, because I've heard that speech so many times, it brings it brings it all back. And I remember when I was in the Brooklyn Bar Association, um, we had some big event. It was either when I was the president or the president-elect, and it was a big event at the Marriott Hotel. It was really a spectacular night, and um, it was on December the 7th. And I remember my father, when it was, you know, I told him the date, he's like, you know, do you think it's appropriate to do it on that date? And now, at that point, I don't know, it was 75 years later. Um, but I could relate <clears throat> because now we're almost at 25 years after 9/11, and um, I, you know I don't uh, I don't do anything you know extraordinary on 9/11 except honor those lost on 9/11. But what I really remember, and the way I relate to this was on September 11th, 2001. After I left my 
law office. Um, it's the only time Billy Santo took the keys out of my hand because I knew Joe was in the, I know Joe Hassan was in that building. I didn't know where exactly where my father was. And once, when the, when they said a plane has hit the Pentagon, whatever time that was, nine thirty to 10 o'clock in the morning, I went and I, I opened up a bottle of Johnny Walker black and I started drinking it. And Billy wouldn't let me drive because he wasn't going to let me drink and drive because I don't do that. And we drove down to the 69th Street Pier. And Billy Santa would remember this. Because from the 69th Street Pier, at that point, both buildings had fallen. And you just see this huge, enormous plume of smoke and a little bit of fire. I don't remember seeing the fire from that distance. I remember seeing the smoke. And, and now the smell started coming. But we were with a woman who was in her 80s, stranger. And I, I remember her saying... I lived through Pearl Harbor, and now I've lived through this. And she's like, I have to tell you, I didn't even know where Pearl Harbor was. None of us did. She's like, but I have friends down there right now. As like she was crying and we were crying, or I was crying. I think Billy was okay. Um, so all these years later, I don't know, I didn't do the math. Is it 82? I think something like that. Um, we remember those who were lost that day and we remember it was the beginning of the war and, um, the war that changed all of us. And, and it, you would think that the whole Nazi thing and the whole anti-Semitism thing, you would have think it ended in 1945 ish. And here we are in midtown Manhattan and we're going through it again. You know, my friends from Poly Prep, a majority of them are Jewish, and we have this whole like text string, and they, you know, they're sending us, they're sending me all these um, videos, well, to all of us, of the presidents of the universities who are, I, I, to me, it's so obvious. I mean, if, to denounce anti Semitism, and there, people are catching a hard time for denouncing any anti-Semitism. How about this? <clears throat> and I'm here with Joan. Joan, I was reading an article today because one of my friends texted me that the Rolling Stones are yeah. playing in Israel. Israel. Right? And you were going to maybe buy tickets. Okay. So I was, in today's, uh, I had a little bit of downtime. I looked to see when the date was. And um, when I Googled it, they played there in 2015, the Stones did. And apparently it was a really big deal because all the pro-Palestinian groups did not want them to play there. Apparently the Rolling Stones refused to play in South Africa during apartheid. And the pro-Palestinian groups were begging them not to play in Israel, saying it's, it's, uh, it's also an apartheid state. And one of the groups that was asking the Stones not to play with Pink Floyd. Now those of us who are into the world of rock and roll, I mean... That's kind of like, you know, George Foreman against Joe Frazier. I mean, you know, the Rolling Stones and Pink Floyd are two of the hugest names in the industry. And uh, But the Stones, God bless them, they didn't listen and they played uh, in Tel Aviv. And what I found is uh, they're going to play again in Israel. They just haven't announced when or where, but they are committed to doing that. And that's them showing, um, you know, solidarity, obviously, with the people of Israel. So we have, a, I'm sorry, started a little bit of a solemn way, but you know what? We should be a little solemn because a lot of people died. A lot of Americans died uh, today. And even though it was decades and decades ago, you know, what all the guys from the NYPD have said and all my friends who uh, look at 9-11 and honor it, they'll you know, never forget, never forget. And I'm happy that we're not forgetting. Um, but we're going to have Chief Kemper on, speaking about great Jewish men. Um, 
And I say that because I believe currently he is the highest ranking um, Jewish member of the NYPD. Why that matters, I have no idea, but it matters now because of the situation we're in. Then we're going to have Hank Schenkoff come on. Um, Hank's going to talk a lot about politics. Excuse me? Another Italian. Hank Schenkoff, another Italian, right? Um, Because he's going to talk about um, Tom Swazi is now in the race for Congress. Eric Adams' poll numbers, um, which are in the toilet. Now, I have a minute left. I just want to, I just want to tell you this because, you know, you guys all know Mr. Bitter who listens to this show. According to Mr. Bitter, Michael Bloomberg was the greatest mayor in the history of New York. We go back and forth, and I say it was a tag team. It was Giuliani cleaned up the canvas so that Michael Bloomberg had something to paint on. And it was the, di- the 20-year dynamic duo. So today when they're saying Ad- Eric Adams is the worst, Eric Adams is the lowest ever, he, had a tw- he has a 28% approval rating right now. Well, two years into his term, Michael Bloomberg had a 31% approval rating in his first term. So um, if that's any indication of what these polls mean, and and I listen, I disagree. I agree with Mr. Bitter that Bloomberg was a spectacular mayor, as I believe Marie Giuliani was. <clears throat> um, the only you know we go back and forth it's like a jewish italian thing but not really i i just say if rudy hadn't cleaned up the city bloomberg wouldn't be able to plant a million trees and have green taxi cabs and stop smoking he'd be worried about homicides and suicides and garbage and education etc so um i know eric adams doesn't really focus on these polls um you can't, otherwise you just get stuck in a hole and you won't do anything. I'm sorry about my voice. Um, I was at, I got a big checkup today, like full head to toe. I didn't go to work. I actually took care of myself. And it was a very relaxing day. And all is well. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. I'll violate all my own HIPAA laws. Um, but we are going to come back with... Um, Chief Kemper, we're going to talk about what's going on underground in the subways. Then we're going to talk to Hank Schenkoff, what's going on in the world of politics. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This holiday season, give your friends and family the magical gift of Legacy Box. Legacy Box is a simple and safe way to reclaim years of priceless family memories. My family enjoys gathering for dinner and re-watching. Our Legacy Box memories give the gift of laughter and joy, probably some tears, with the world's largest digitizer, Legacy Box. Simply send in your Legacy Box filled with old VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, pictures, slides, you name it. Their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the USA, and you'll get it back on the cloud or on the thumb drive along with your originals. Legacy Box is one of the few products that's in stock and ready to ship. Make this holiday season special by giving the gift of memories. Get your family's videotapes converted for just $9 and photos professionally scanned for as low as 7 cents each during the exclusive last-minute holiday offer from Legacy Box. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Prager, LegacyBox.com slash Prager. All right, <clears throat> it's Arthur, and I'm back, and I'm talking in a weird way because I don't know why. I'm totally healthy, except I, I don't know. Sam Bellino, did you take my voice? Uh, it's a little low. Sound for Marianne. Is Marianne did, did, listening did you, tonight? Uh, I'm trying know. to put a sexy voice on, Matt. 
Um, yeah, is this, I don't know. Is this my sexy voice? I'm I mean, maybe I'll, I can add some reverb to it to improve it. That would be good. At the yeah, end of the show, go. while talking about what the doctor said about my voice. But right now I have to talk about something very important. My friends, my extended family at Bay Ridge Honda. The Sabah family has run Bay Ridge Honda for over 60 years. They have owned and operated the primary pristine Honda dealership in Brooklyn, New York, but serving all five boroughs for over 60 years. My parents, my sister, my grandparents, everyone has picked up an automobile at Bay Ridge Honda. I'm actually looking at a Honda now, a vintage Honda that maybe Rob Sabah can help me find one. It's the season to celebrate with happy Honda days going on now at Bay Ridge Honda. There's no payments until March of 2024. That's right, March of 2024. These are the lowest prices of the year. They want to get rid of some of this inventory, so they're selling under MSRP this month. The brand new 2024 Hondas are in stock and ready to drive off the floor without payments until March of 2024. Your favorite brand new Honda models, the new Honda Accord, HRV, the CRV, and more. So be sure to ask the staff at Bay Ridge Honda about the Bay Ridge Plus package that will have your new or used car covered, meaning the warranty. Visit Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. The happy Honda holiday sale ends on January 2nd, 2024. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Hi, Kevin McCullough inviting you to celebrate the birth of Christ at Sing, an Irish Christmas with Keith and Kristen Getty. Carnegie Hall, December 9th at 7.30. Gettymusic.com slash NYC with special guests Dr. A.R. Bernard, Malcolm Geith, Michael Keller. Sing, Carnegie Hall, December 9th. Tickets at Gettymusic.com slash NYC. I like that music. Um, so today I had my little physical. It wasn't that little. It was a long physical. But um, the doc said I'm in good shape. But um, you know what that means? That means now is the time to put together my whole estate plan. And who can help me do that? The lawyers at Connors and Sullivan. You know, when you're healthy, like thank God I am now, you think, ah, I don't need a power of attorney, I don't need a health care proxy, I'll worry about that when we're older or when I become sick. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or a health care proxy. What would happen then? Well, either the courts or some version of a guardian or the state, they may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you really want? You want a stranger making these decisions? Trust me, you don't. So it's essential to create a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy as soon as you can when you are healthy. So call Connors and Sullivan Attorneys at Law because they'll help you maneuver all of this now when you're healthy. They know their stuff because they've been doing this for 40 years, having helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. They'll help you make a plan that protects you best so that you designate who you want to make decisions 
for you. So call Congressman Sullivan, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500 for a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. What's the time? It's time to get ill. What's the time? It's time to get ill. So what's the time? It's time to get ill. What's the time? It's time to get ill. Oh, yeah. So, when we played the Beasties on Thursday, that means, uh, and, and Sam Bellino is acknowledging the request of Chief Ken Burdick to do the License to Ill album, which is the classic, in my opinion. Some may argue Paul Paul's Boutique, but License to Ill is the one where you got to fight for your right to parte, which really put them at the top of the charts. Um, I did ride the subway today from One World Trade Center um, to um, to the office, to Grand Central. The train was full. It was safe. Um, yesterday when I went down on 86th Street, there were two cops right there on the top of the platform. It was great. Um, while I have a minute before Chief Kempo calls in, I'll just tell you what I did today. <clears throat> I went and got a full... Oh, look at that. You don't even need to know what I did. Let's put him right in. Let him, let them hear the music, Sam Bellino. See, Chief Kemper asks for something, and he gets it. He said, not only does he want the Beastie Boys, but he wants something off the license to ill. And did we take care of it? Do you hear that, Chief? Do you hear what we did? Arthur, let me tell you something. Maybe top ten best albums ever dropped in the history of music. That song is amazing. You guys are awesome. Love it. I, I will. <clears throat> I don't know if I can agree that it's the top ten albums, but it is. It's <laughs> there's not a bad song on it. I mean, that's the bottom line. It's not a bad song. It's a, on it. it's a classic. Never gets old. Never gets old. Often so, you don't sound too well. You sound yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I got like I, I I feel fine, but my throat is weird. So, but you know what's great about you, Chief Kemper? You you know how to talk. You know how to handle yourself. You know how to sing, dance. You're a regular entertainer, as well as being the chief of transit of the NYPD. So, um, I do want to start off. There was a really bad slashing. I mean, I, I before you came on, I was talking about. I, rode the subway into work yesterday from Bay Ridge. Today I was down in um, uh, the World Trade Center. I just took the four train up to Midtown from there. I have to go uptown after this, and I'll be going back to the four train. As you know, you cannot drive around here where my law firm is right now, and from now until like January 5th. So um, what what was that slashing on the subway all about? Yeah, Arthur, you know, uh, every now and then there's, there's incidents that occur that you just shake your head, and even me doing this so long, like what are people thinking? Like, 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 how dare you do this? So, I want to bring you an unfortunate incident that occurred Tuesday night, and this this generated press uh, or media uh, uh, interest, and rightfully so. I'm going to bring you to Tuesday night. And I'm going to bring you to about midnight. I'm going to take you into Brooklyn, and I'm going to take you to the Barclays Atlantic Terminal Station, where uh, we had two victims. One of the victims is a 38 year old female. The other one's a 64 year a 64 year old male, and um, you know our perp you know, armed with a uh, large knife, gets into a dispute with the female first, and he slashes her. Um, you know, and, these are, and Chief, are these all strangers? So, you, you know, they were, they were in conversation. What that conversation was about is yet to be determined. Uh, we'll learn it. So, I, you know, that's with her. Um, you know, I don't believe, personally, my theory is they didn't know each other prior to this uh, uh, interaction. 
Um, but nonetheless, he took out a knife and slashed her to her leg. But Arthur, the injury was gruesome, like really, really significant injury. And right after that, he, uh, you know, left, he walked around and then he approached this other guy who I believe they probably know each other. Um, and he slashed him. Fortunately, um, you know, not as severe as her. And, you know, unfortunately, both of them are going to be fine at the end of the day. There's no one life in jeopardy, but... It just goes to show you, like, like there's some real dangerous people out there, evil people. So, you know, we immediately got video. And, again, how many times do we say and talk about the video system and the value and, and just how great it is, you know? You know, uh, it's funny, public. Chief. Um, today, um, I went and I got this, like, full-blown physical. It was like an eight-hour procedure. And you'll be happy to know, Chief Kemper, that I'm not leaving you anytime soon. But... I had a great doctor, and um, he basically said that um, he was talking about how much technology has changed his field. And, I mean, you should see these pictures they show me of my own heart. It's like, you know, it's like they were inside my body, and I, just, I made an offhanded remark. I was like, well, it changed my field as well. That's, that's why I don't go to trial anymore, because now <laughs> you can see everything. You know, there's always cameras. There's a ring camera here, and there's a surveillance camera yep. there, and there's an NYPD camera there. So, um, well, obviously, I know you always say this, you know, one crime on the subway is one too many. Um, yeah, talk to me. Let's talk about the guy who did this. I mean, let's talk about the guy because transit cops got him, arrested him, you know, based off we got images from video. Transit cops grabbed him less than 24 hours later. He's a 31-year-old. Um, dozens of prior arrests. This is the poster child. This is everything that we talk about. And this is everything like, you know, truth be told, our riders, New Yorkers, deserve better. Um, here's a guy with open court cases. You look at his prior arrests, he's got violence, he's got robberies, he's got menacings, he's got knife arrests, he's got open cases. When we grabbed him last night, he was he was carrying knives. Um, and it, it just goes to show, like, there needs to be consequences. And, and again, we talk about this all the time. There are countless criminal justice advocates advocating for people charged with committing crimes and, and you know, advocating for bad people. You know, bad people who are committing crimes and sometimes physically injuring, you know, good people. Who's advocating for our victims? You know, really, you know, I'll tell you one group again. Your cops are, but who else? Right. So, I mean, this is a conversation that really, really needs to be had, you know, with with our elected officials and the entire criminal justice system. But is anyone shocked that here's a guy, you know, dozens of arrests for violence and, and here last night, uh, or, or a couple of nights ago, he does this. I mean, uh, you know, and, and also I'll tell you this, when he was uh, grabbed, you know, he made mention uh, to the cops, and this is all on body cam, uh, that, you know, this ain't no big deal. He'll be out in two weeks. So that's the wow. mindset of the people we're coming in contact yeah. with. <clears throat> they that already, says a lot. Yeah, they already, they, they know the system. They know how the system works. Well, what what are we doing and along those same lines with bail and arrests and not processing arrests yeah. with subway fare evasion? Yeah, so listen, fare evasion is, is, is a key component, and you know we're hyper focused on that um, in relation to our crime fighting strategy and, and and the value. And we talk about this uh, all the time. I mean, our fare evasion contacts, arrests, and summonses are up dramatically this year versus uh, you know last year and prior years. We have over 123,000 fare evasion arrests or summonses this year alone. You know, that's 41,000 more this year. But I think it's also important that we, we spoke about the consequences. Let's talk about consequences with fare evasion today. 
versus just a few years ago. I, you know, I often hear like, hey, Chief Kemper, you know, you, you should have you guys focused on fare evasion. You know, oh, thank you. We didn't think about that. <laughs> you know, of course we did. You know, you know, years ago when we did this, but here's, here's, the, here's the story. The, the consequences or the sanctions, if you will, for fare evasion today versus just a few years ago are different. Today's fare evasion is treated as civil. It's a civil fine. And people are released within a couple of minutes with a civil summons. And if they don't answer that civil summons, then there's no warrant issued where years ago it was a criminal uh, offense. And it was. And if you didn't answer the summons, a warrant would be uh, dropped. And, and, and so many more people were arrested. But listen, we still stay focused, the NYPD, the noise. We are still focused on fair vision. And truth be told, when we do stop a fair evader, uh, it gives us the uh, the authority to run their name for warrants, and we're coming up with people with warrants, you know, want, wanted for murder. And what do you do, so Chief Kemper? What happens when when there is a, a fair evader with a warrant? Oh, then they're they're arrested. They're arrested for the uh, for the warrant. They're returned on that warrant, and they got to answer up for that warrant. And uh, you, you know, again, I mean, so much. Again, there's there's tremendous value with the fair evasion, and and then once they're arrested, Arthur, we search them and you know, search subsequent to the arrest. And then, you know, you'd be surprised how many people are, are carrying guns and other uh, illegal, uh, you know, weapons and, and, you know, credit cards that are stolen from people. So, again, you know, that little uh, fair evasion or, or little to some people I think it is, isn't so little because it's, it's really connected to so much more. So, Chief, Chief Kemper, before I, I make you rotate to some really positive news, I'm going to ask you a very easy, simple question as we're in the... the final stages here of the year are you going to win the year meaning that we you do better in the subways number wise from 2020 2022 yeah listen arthur you we're not losing i'm not losing i'm here to win and i got a winning team and uh man arthur i i'd love you to meet my team uh your listeners uh, you know just dedicated men and women from the executive ranks to the uh, district commanders to the men and women on the ground the cops i mean um you know just hard-working true believers that do so much arrests are up summonses are, they're working so hard and and i mean this when i say this they, they're really really put in very difficult complex and dangerous situations and your listeners and 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 the general public doesn't even realize and recognize what they do and what they're up against and they do it exceptionally i'm really really proud of them but if you're asking if i'm projecting a win this year versus last year in crime in the subway system, I'm projecting a win, and I want to take this momentum and carry it over into 2024. That's our goal. All right. Now, let's just talk about some positive news. Um, is, I, you're, aren't you at some menorah lighting right now that you stepped away from? Yeah, yeah, I am. That's, uh, you, you must have a, a good confidential informant. Um, I do, team. I do. And she's, she's uh, very smart, and she's on top of her game. You're not giving up Joan Pelzer, are you? No, I would never do that. I would never ever do that. I'm not a rat. Yeah, right. All right so yeah, so Arthur, I'm, I'm I'm literally as I'm talking, I'm at police headquarters, and I just attended the uh, NYPD's annual memorial, uh, menorah lighting ceremony, uh, which is in recognition of the first night of Hanukkah, which is tonight, and you know, just such a special event that. It may, you know what? It might may even be more special this year, considering all going on. I in think Israel. it is. I definitely think it okay. is, Chief. You know what's interesting, though, about New York, and as I'm standing there, and the police commissioner is there, the first deputy commissioner is there, the chief of department was there, and, you know, I'm looking around the room. It was such a diverse crowd that came to, you know, to, to came for this menorah lighting, and not just all Jewish, but 
you know, we had uh, we had people in groups representing so many religions uh, and, and people across the city and the world. And, you know, just something special, extra special for me. Uh, and I'm not sure if you, your listeners or you even know, but, I'm, you know, I, I am the highest ranking. Jew I already announced it. I announced it, yeah. sir. You are the, the you are the number one man from that religion. And, uh, you know, I'm, we're so proud of you on so many different levels. Um, you know, first and foremost, because you're a great cop. And the fact that you happen to be Jewish is fantastic. The whole the whole studio's clapping when I said that. Thank yeah, you. Well, Thank exactly. you. Listen, we we love the Jewish people here. On uh, you know, Sam Bellino, even though his name ends in a vowel, wears a the star of David around his neck. All right, I have sixty seconds left, Chief Kemper. Uh, my yeah. seven year my seven year old son loves trains. So tell me about oh. what we could do to make him smile. Oh my God, there's so much to do. We got all these. Uh, uh, holiday trains, you know, this month. This is like a, a, a great month, exciting month with Christmas coming up. It's Hanukkah. It's festive. New Year's is right around the corner. But the city, like New York City in the month of December is extra special. And when you look at the subway system, they uh, they have holiday trains. They have uh, all these different events. I mean, you could take them to the Transit Museum, which is in Brooklyn, which is really, uh, really uh, special. And uh, listen, you can get anywhere in New York City through the tra- take the train to uh, let them go see the Christmas train, Rockefeller well, Center. <clears throat> well, that that's going to happen tomorrow, and then I hope he's not listening because it's supposed to be a surprise. And then on Saturday, we're going to go up to the Bronx Zoo because they have a whole light show going on there. Um, but isn't yeah. there some kind of a, like a nostalgia train thing going on? A holiday nostalgia train situation that the MTA is running? Yeah, yeah, they, they have that, and you know what? They do that throughout the year. You know what I thought was really cool. Um, and they have it. Like they they do the nostalgia trains for different uh, different you know holidays and events. They have a really cool nostalgia train for the opening day for the New York Yankees. It was awesome. Uh, oh. I haven't I haven't seen the uh, the one for Christmas because it'd be my first year here. Uh, but I saw the one they did for the, for the uh, Yankees opener. It was an old school train from like decades ago. They had people dressed from like the nineteen twenties. Uh, the MTA employees, and even uh, people wearing old-school Yankee uniforms. Really cool stuff. Speaking of old-school, I hear uh, Sam Bellino's playing some old-school Beastie Boys, so that means I'm out of time. Chief Michael Kemper, happy Hanukkah to you and your family. Thank you for your hard work. Next Thursday is December the 14th. I hope you can come back on the show um, because uh, I think it's a real... uh, tribute and a value to our listeners to hear it right from your mouth about what's going on in the state of the union of the uh, the transit system here in the city of new york so thank you chief kemper okay thank you for your kind words thank you for the opportunity take care of your health and joan be well and matt be well thank you all right thank you all right folks it's the bottom of the hour we're going to come back with hank shankoff and we're going to talk about tom swazi we're going to talk about mayor adams we're going to talk about uh, governor uh, cuomo we got plenty of Joe mccarthy resigning we got plenty to talk about with hank shankoff so this way i don't have to talk that much with my raspy voice we'll be right back tonight at seven legal night fires up right on time just in time for you to have the biggest legal stories of the day brought to you with expertise from legal all-star Imran Ansari, and yours truly, Kevin McCullough. That's tonight at 7. We are proud, proud to serve, to serve our country, to serve our local communities, to wear the uniform, to be a soldier, to serve abroad when and where duty calls. We are ready to stand with our brothers and sisters to defend, to serve, to fight. We're always ready. We're always there. We are the New York Army National Guard. 
sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Calling all patriots, join me in Alaska in June 2024 for the adventure of a lifetime. For more information or to book, call 855-565-5519 or visit PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. I know it's hard to believe, but the holidays are here. Why not make them truly memorable this year on board the Atlantis yacht with New York Cruises? Captain Fred and the amazing New York Cruises staff go above and beyond with every detail. Whether you've been put in charge of planning the office Christmas party or are looking to do something exciting for the holidays, why not take the party off land and on to sea? Call 212-633-1231 or visit newyorkcruises.com and see how Captain Fred and his first class yacht crew will make your special occasion an unforgettable day. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar or bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today or visit newyorkcruises.com. Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala Bertuna and Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertun and Kamins, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertun and Kamins earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertun and Kamins law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. Before I talk about Plaza College, <clears throat> it really puts a smile on my face to hear a gentleman of the caliber of Judge John Leventhal to say with sincerity that he's proud to be a member of our law firm because he is a great, great person. A great, he was a great judge. He's a great lawyer. He's so well respected. And, you know, sometimes I take these things for granted. When you go for a big checkup like you did today and you don't know what the outcome is going to be, you start to just appreciate things in life. Like, I appreciate Sam Bellino. And today, Sam Bellino, I actually appreciate Joni. Can you imagine that? Wow. What? Yeah. Did no, you say that out loud? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's true, Joan. I I'm do, very do calm today. That. I know. Thank God. And you're all chill and checked, which the you'll day, tell us about the day at the be- end. The day before yesterday, you were not calm, Joan. No, I was like, <laughs> wackadoo, because we were going to an event, Yeah, and I was wow. uh, stressing out. Yeah, and I was really excited, Sam Bellino. After we do the show, and like then we have to drive an hour and a half, Joan makes all the plans of how we're getting there, and she's like, and everyone's going to take an Uber, and I'm going to go with you, and she's going to be me and you, and I'm going to sit in the car, and I'm going to sing, oh, I'm going to listen to the music, I'm going to keep that one. I was like, okay. So he grabbed Benedetto and threw him in the front <clears throat> seat. <clears throat> well, I think you grabbed him. Anyway, I got to do some business here. Um I've told you guys so many times about Plaza College and how great it is and how it could put people on the right track. And they have all these different schools of study. And I really implore you, if you know someone who's like just figuring out what they want to do with life, let them just go to the Plaza College website. The school that I always talk about is their school of court reporting because that's the world that I live in. Um, 
They have an accelerated program in court reporting, which allows them to speed their way into the legal field and make great money. Yes, great money, like Joan Pelzer kind of money, without going to law school. Court reporting is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people really should know about. When I speak to the guys at the DA's offices, they are in dire need of new court reporters. So you go to this school at Plaza College, you become a court reporter, you get your certification, and then you got a job when you get out. That's pretty cool. There's actually a national shortage. A national shortage of court reporters. So, the National Court Reporters Association has partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. That program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. And how are you going to figure this all out? Either go to the Plaza College website, look at the the court reporting program or any of their other programs like the dental hygiene program, the nursing program, um, or just send them an email at info, info, I-N-F-O, at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We return now with Lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala and the Arthur Idala Power Hour. What are we listening to here, uh, Sam Bellino? A little cult of personality, living color. Any particular reason or you just felt it? I felt it, you know, sometimes okay. I feel it. All right, so here's the story. I got get out of the shower this morning i'm hearing all this talk about eric adams and these polling numbers and joan and i have been working together since arthur's around so seven years can you believe it joan i cannot believe it how much botox seven how much years. botox have you gotten in a seven lot. years a i've lot needed a lot how much, how much fillers how much fillers have you i'm gotten? getting a lot of filler and i'm getting microneedling tomorrow thanks to dr z who's yeah. been on our show thank you um so, Got to keep it going. Before Sometimes before I even ask for a guest, Joan gets the guest, and she got a great guest today, really a great guest. Because up. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but you got a guest who I wanted before I even asked for it. So here's the, here's the question I want to set up. Hank Shankoff, I'm assuming you could hear me loud and clear. It's, sure. it's Arthur Idala with a little bit of a raspy voice. I'm going to rattle these off to you. Mayor Lindsay, Mayor Beam, Mayor Koch, Mayor Dinkins, Mayor Giuliani, Mayor Bloomberg, and Mayor de Blasio. Of those names, which one or two names come out as, in your opinion, being great mayors for the city of New York? Bloomberg, Koch one, Koch of the three terms, Koch one, and half of two. Um, Lindsay, no. Beam, no. Uh, who else you got there? Dinkins, Giuliani. Um, Dinkins, people, people say the Crown Heights riot really made his life miserable. I mean, he, crime, you know, people forget crime increased under Koch and was reduced under Dinkins. And safe streets, safe cities put, you know, 25% more cops on the street. It was brilliant. Dave Dinkins got it done with, uh, with Peter Ballone, Speaker Peter Ballone, the council. And that was a terrific move. And he also, re- he started the Times Square revitalization. The Arthur Ashe Tennis Center has been a major winner for New York, New York City, putting us on the map as a, as a venue for tennis. I mean, really, 
in an appropriate place. I mean, he's really... I got to ask you, wait, you, you haven't mentioned Rudy Giuliani. No, Rudy Giuliani, term, first term, and about a year into the second term were really interesting and amazing. He put the, he controlled the budget, he took on special interests, you know. He was also coming out of the U.S. Attorney's Office in memory, he'd been out for a while, where, he, where the commission case changed the very nature of New York's economics and its daily functioning by getting the wise guys out of most every business. So, okay, so he is... That, that is his... Uh, but, but for destroying the teams of the union, he deserves no credit whatsoever and a lot of disrespect. Okay, so but here, here's my, my ultimate point. Hank Schenkoff has been around for a few weeks. Let's just put it that way. You are really a storied political guy, insider, whatever you want to call yourself. But everyone in the world of politics knows who you are, and they recognize your Borsellino on your beautiful head on top of that beautiful face of yours. So today, when I get out of the shower, it's all over the news. Eric Adams has a 28% approval rating. It's the worst ever in the history. And then they say, and here's the punchline, and this is very interesting about the words that came out of your mouth. The first name that came out of your mouth when they said great mayors was Mayor Bloomberg. And they said, this is the worst polling number since Mike Bloomberg in his second year in office when he had a 31% approval rate. So the guy with the 31% approval rate in his second year in office, Mike Bloomberg, turned out to be what Eric, what <clears throat> Hank Schenkoff and Mr. Bitter agree was the greatest mayor that the city has had in modern times. Um, so the fact that Eric Adams is three points behind him uh, in, in his second term, what, what, what does that mean? Well, look, it, it's simple. There are three mayors who have not been reelected in the, in the last 80 years. Mayor Beam. Uh, one was Mayor, Mayor, Dinkins. Mayor Beam, fiscal crisis. David Dinkins, uh, I think, is a function of Crown Heights and race, quite frankly. And um, the third one was Ed Koch, whose Koch three was the most corrupt administration since Jimmy Walker that wrote Jack Newfield and Wayne Barrett. Um, you know, it happens. Is it likely that Eric Adams will not be reelected? Who knows? That's an event that's sometime in the future. Is he getting a bad deal? Um, and then it's just this whole chaos is not being handled properly, in my estimation. How should it be handled? Black uh, we need a black Fiorello LaGuardia. The swag thing can only go so far. It's not about the fact that he's black. The fact, we, need a, we need a guy that will do exactly what he said nicely and who, who looks like he's running the place. So, you know, going out every day at events, it means, you know, appointing special commissions to deal with the budget. The problem he's going to face that will undo him potentially isn't the corruption. It's the budget. He's got a 10 to $12 billion hole that existed before the migrants that he was warned about and that his people don't, haven't done anything about, period. And that's going to be a disaster. And, and see how fiscal 25 starts July 1st, 24. He's got real problems if he gets that far. Who knows what's going to happen? So it's interesting you brought up Fiorello LaGuardia. Today is the day that lived on in infamy. He was the mayor of the city of New York uh, on um, December the 7th. Tell us a little bit about... When you when you say Eric Adams, you know what we need in the city is more of a Fiorello Laguardia. What was special about him, or what did he do, Fiorello Laguardia, the little flower that you think Eric Adams should be taking a page out of his book all these years later? He, un- he understood Laguardia understood the terror that the city was experiencing because of the Great Depression. Okay, he understood that people were out of work. He felt their pain. He was every place at the same time. 
He took on the gangsters. He smashed the 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 the, the, uh, the uh, one-armed bandits that were illegal in New York City at the time. He was like with cops on the street, uh, doing the things that cops do. When the, we had a newspaper strike, when newspapers still mattered, obviously, he read the funny papers. They called them the comics kids and had, had New Yorkers on, children on his lap. But isn't that, a version of, is, isn't that a version of swagger by, you know, putting kids on your it, lap it, and it, reading it, the newspaper? Swag at the time. But, not, but he, also, he also was, uh, was kind of dictatorial, which people forget. He ripped up the trolley system that was his doing, right? made it, made it, uh, unne- it was unnecessary. Uh, what Adams could do, a uh, page out of that book, is to be less about swag temporarily and more about convening the special interests in public uh, to talk about ways we're going to solve our problems. The budget problem is an overwhelming one. I'd be doing blue, blue ribbon commissions. I'd have old people from the real estate industry, the financial industry, um, whatever, whatever, you name it, in, a union guy, union woman in one room trying to figure this out, coming up with a report. So it looks like he's more mayoral. That's the question. He's being blamed for not being more mayoral. And he's also taking a tremendous pounding. A lot of it is just, you know, awful. It's awful to witness. How much is this whole... Anybody who enjoys seeing a public person meltdown is frankly an idiot. I've walked public people out of the room. And, you know, governors and others who've been in real trouble and handled the PR around those those exits and that career destruction... It is not pleasant. Anybody who enjoys it is really deserving of immediate psychological treatment because it's just an awful thing. Hank, I could not agree with you more. Um, Just give me a a minute on Tom Suozzi jumping into this uh, congressional race. Look, uh, here's the problem for Tom Suozzi and for, uh, for Democrats generally. Eastern Queens and Western Nassau County have become much, much more conservative People are afraid that the Manhattan and the Bronx and the Brooklyn will somehow seep in to eastern, eastern Queens and western Nassau. People are voting more Republican more frequently. The Nassau County organization is very serious. Joe Cairo, the chairman there, is a very, very serious guy. They have a serious organization. They raise serious money, and they keep beating Democrats every time they can. So the presumption that Swazi is going to walk into this is kind of ridiculous. Uh, and, the, and the issue that he would be the one is not the brightest thing either, maybe, because people will be pissed that he will be rather, rather upset that he walked away in the first place to run against the governor. And he left them behind. And every vote he took with the squad, particularly at this point in history, whether it was a good vote or not, is going to become an issue. And part of my ignorance, but do we know who's uh, who the Republicans have picked yet? Well, that, that's the great, great uh, quiz here. If they pick somebody that can win, then it won't matter. Then, then you know, they're going to win it. If they pick somebody who's damaged, they're not going to win it. And what the Democrats have smartly done is they keep finding um, nicks in the potential, in the veneer of potential candidates that the Republicans could run. They've been at it pretty well for the last you know, week or so. All right. Well, Hank Shankoff, I uh, want to wish you a happy Hanukkah. Thank you for thank you, uh, finding. Thank you for finding the time to be with us tonight on the first night of Hanukkah. I will uh, enjoy a good plate of pasta tonight on you. And uh, thanks for always being there. And uh, you know, you're one of the few guys I know who rocks a Borsalino as well as my dad does. So uh, thank you for your character, your wisdom, and really thank you for lending your voice to the author Ray Dollar Power Hour. I appreciate it very much. Uh-huh. 
Arthur, I hope the light from those candles will light the world and end the sadness and danger we all feel. Okay? That's I hear you, buddy boy. All right. Thank you so much, Hank Chinkoff. It's Arthur Idala on the Idala Power Hour. We're going to take a quick break. Um, that was Hank Chinkoff talking politics. Before that, we had, uh, we had Mike Kemper on, the chief of transit. Before that, we talked about, uh, D-Day, not D-Day, we talked about Pearl Harbor Day, and so now we're going to come back and we're talking about me getting an examination at a, with a doctor, so don't go away, we'll be right back. This is Joe Piscopo. The following is a medical minute sponsored by my friends at InfuCare RX, a leading specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. InfuCareRx.com, improving quality of life one patient at a time. Here is Dr. Mario Vukic of Hackensack University Medical Center. Intravenous immunoglobulin is made from donated blood, and it can be administered at home at an infusion center or as an inpatient in a hospital setting, it is given intravenously. Typically prior to IVIG administration, routine blood work is performed to check the complete blood count, liver functions, and kidney functions as well. It has different dosing schedules based on the disease which is being treated. Pre-treatment hydration helps avoid side effects such as headache or blood clots. This Medical Minute is sponsored by InfuCareRx, and the information, comments, or views expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of InfuCareRx. Please consult your medical professional for any medical questions, opinions, or guidance. Let's talk about Fast Tech Industries because Fast Tech Industry helps you with all of your construction, demolition, and your weekly waste removal needs. They have roll-off containers from 10 to 40 yards, perfect for house, attic, and garage cleanouts or construction and demolition debris. Fast Tech specializes in the removal and recycling of dirt, rock, concrete, brick, and asphalt in all five boroughs and every corner of New Jersey and now serving, yep, now serving, ready, Westchester County. Faztec is the number one supplier of recycled products. Faztec is the number one wholesaler of virgin choir material. And Faztec is the number one provider of roll-off containers. So how are you going to reach Faztec? You're going to call Joe C. at 718-494-1600. 718-494-1600. Mention this ad, the Idola Power Hour ad, for $25 off your next roll-off container rental. Go online to faztechind.com, F-A-Z-T-E-C-I-N-D.com. Faztech Industries is now serving Westchester County, and they are a DeFazio company. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Sam Bellino, tell me what's going on here. So we're playing this song, one off of the Actung Baby, which was the number one album today in 1991. I love this song. My Joni loves this song too. Joan's crying. She's gonna cry. She's gonna sing and cry. This, I would love to get to Vegas to see these guys in that sphere thing. They know how to put on a show. And I listen to YouTube a lot. Today, you keep it going a little bit behind me. You're going to get thrown off Facebook anyway. Um, so I decided a couple months ago, I spoke to my buddy, Dr. Michael Vitale. I said, Doc, you know, he and I are exactly the same age. I was like, look, I got a two-year-old daughter. I want to get checked out. And um, I said, what should I do? And he told me where to go. And he's like, you know, they're going to spend the whole day with you. And they're going to give you, you know, all kinds of... Uh, 
test and this, that, and the other thing. And I said, okay. And um, I did that today. I started at 7.30, and I ended at like 4 or something. And they put me in all kinds of machines, and I had to do the stress test thing. And they took blood and urine and la, 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 la. And um, they took pictures of my heart and my calcium score. I met with a nutritionist. I don't know. I probably met with six different people. But at the end of the day, there's one doctor who kind of reviews. Oh, and they like kind of make you wait for an hour. But they put you in a beautiful room. It was a beautiful facility. And um, they give you like a whole printout of everything. And the bottom, 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 bottom line is. And my second mother, Connie Glynn, who I was taking screenshots of the results and sending them to her. She confirmed that you know my numbers are very good. I'm very lucky. San Bellino, they told me that my heart, they have all these calculations, I have the heart of a 38-year-old man. That's wonderful. That's great. Yeah. And that there's like really no calcium or plaque building up in my arteries, which is like very, very good. And um, the one thing is, uh, and we can end the show on this high note, <laughs> the doctor goes, when was the last time you had your prostate checked? I was like, Uh-oh. well, my PSA numbers are really, really low. I was like, he goes, well, you know the difference between a ping pong ball and a golf ball and one's smooth and one has bumps on it? I was like, yeah. And he goes, if you were in the bottom of a swimming pool, you could tell it with your eyes closed the difference? I said, yeah. He goes, well, if it's got bumps on it, it means it's the beginning of cancer. I go, okay. What does that mean? He goes, you and I are about to get a lot closer. And uh, he basically, uh, you know, <clears throat> we got a lot closer. And apparently, thank God, I have a ping pong ball, not a golf ball, which is a good thing. And my PSA was... Point oh five or whatever a very low number is. So I'm all good. I am so excited. I'm going out to dinner at Rayo's with my buddy Gabe as his guest, who's sitting here and been watching this whole time, and my buddy Jerry Foley. And going to Rayo's is always an experience. Um, so I'm going to walk over to Madison Avenue, hopefully get some sort of a car, and uh, head on up to 114th Street. And Gabe, I promise you, I only ate a tiny little bit all day. So, oh, fame, you're um, we'll be back tomorrow on Friday, another week in the books. After tomorrow, we'll be back. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.